Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me and for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes. Hormone harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. CLINK CLINK ladies. Listeners, I know we all love to clink clink, but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back. You know what I mean? Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? Well, recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, sweetened with agave, infused with functional ingredients, and they taste just like your favorite cocktails, just without the alcohol. I love the Recess Paloma because I love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind. I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> we are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Monday morning. Happy. Happy Monday. Hopefully my Monday is going better than my Friday when we're recording this because I'm home with a puker. Dude, you cannot get over it. It it just goes from, um, you know, like the bronchial funk to the stomach funk. But uh, yesterday we had a short day at school early out. So we hit up the Knott's Berry Farm, and that's when the puking commenced. So, you know, that was fun. Oh, <laughs> no. That is not yeah, fun, actually. 
Not fun. It actually is just one of those things where it's like, it was so fun until it wasn't. Everyone was having such a good time. I was like high as a kite. Like, I'm so glad me and a couple other moms actually made this happen. You know, it's a little bit of a trek. Mm-hmm. It's like an hour in traffic to get to knots, but it's like, we're doing this. Everyone's having a great time. Then she starts to feel funky, barely make it to the bathroom. I'm in the middle of dealing with that. And I hear some crazy person banging on the door. And I'm like, what is going on? And it's my friend. And she says, they can't, they lost two of the children. And they're in that mom panic, manic, crazy mode. So I finally get the puker out of the bathroom. And then I, and I step out and I see them and I say, I offer to, of course, stay with the kids that they have managed to keep track of. And say, you guys go, go look for the other ones. Literally, not 10 feet from where they were freaking out. I see the, the girls they're looking for in on the ride. Oh my I'm like, you guys are right here. <laughs> they're right there. It is kind of panic, though, when you lose your kids. Oh, somewhere, my God. Right. Yeah. We went to uh, Grand Cayman recently and. One of my friends brought her five-year-old and that was the youngest kid there. And, and listen, this is, uh, they have four kids. So the five-year-old, I feel like once you have past two, you're like, okay, the five-year-old is actually like a 10-year-old at this point. Um, and, but he got kind of turned around on the beach and went kind of down to the next resort instead of our resort. And so shoots. I mean, had they only been like my sister-in-law who has one kid, that might have like freaked the heck out of everybody. But they're like, we'll find him, you know. <laughs> but it is a panic when you lose your children for even yeah, seconds. They described know? it as like, we were thinking that it was probably, uh, they were probably sex trafficked. Oh my sure. God, in like the but, three minutes. But, <laughs> yeah. but not enough to tell the security guard yet. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, like Like your mind is racing, but you're not calling in the big dogs. I know. That's where they were at. I did go to the security guard, but right when I did, because I could see like the mom was like racing around. And then I was like, okay, as soon as I see her come back and she's got that panic in her eyes, I was like, okay, I'm going to go help. And I'm going to find somebody to actually help help us. Um, But the second that I went to the security guard, they were like, there he is. There he is. All good. All good. Do you have an all good case for us today? uh, This one is all bad. It's It's all bad. Great. It's not all bad. Monday. (laughs) Not all bad. (laughs) It is has taken the media by storm, and it just keeps going. So um, it's one that y'all probably know about, but I'm going to tell you some things that you probably don't know about haven't heard about. And if you're like, listen, I have been on all those Facebook posts and I know the ins and outs and the backwards. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's no, get to it. Then you just get to hear what we think about it. Yeah, I don't know. True. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do know about it. So chime in as much as you would like, but let's get started. Okay. Well, I am bringing it back to bring it forward. We actually covered this case almost five years ago when our storytelling was weak and, or at least mine was, and our audio was shaky at best. So we ditched a few episodes from back in those days. And this happened to be one of those ones that we ditched. So I am going to tell it again, a little differently since the first time it aired um, back in 2019, 
was shortly after a show came out called The Act. Do you remember that? The case no. of Gypsy Rose and Dee Dee Blanchard? No. No, you don't remember that show that came out, The Act? Did you ever watch My it? My mind is it's just no, seriously. in and out and poof. <laughs> My mind is full of all kinds of other things about okay. sister wives. Oh my God. <laughs> Gretchy, if you guys didn't hear the last Patreon, Gretchy saw a sister wife on the trail. Well, not like Zion. one from the show. Then right, I would die. I right. No, no, no. I just, I took a trip to Utah and, you know, I saw. She saw an actual rock in the hair. Right. Yeah. With the hair. Okay. I have no idea. No disrespect. I don't want to be like, I'm, I'm patronizing these people. I'm just fascinated by polygamy. She's fascinated that like a woman would share her man. I'm not really fascinated with like the fact that a guy wants to. No, have, like, I think there's lots wives. of things about it that are appealing. You always have a babysitter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's Maybe awesome. she wants to be one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, you have a built in best friend you- that always lives with you or around you or somewhere. Yeah, you get to watch your own shows multiple nights a week. Mm-hmm. No husband to care for. True. You know, you can feed your kids. I've heard Christine, the sister wife, say sometimes her kids just had popcorn for dinner. Oh, no judgment. No judgment. I don't. I know. like that. I bet you those other bitches are judging. I'm just saying. Okay, yeah. let's bring it back. Let's bring it back okay. to Gypsy Rose and Dee Blanchard. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're not talking about sister wives right now. Okay, right. okay. <laughs> if you have lived in a rock, under a rock like Gretchy has for the past five years or so, I am going to give you a brief story about what exactly happened. But if you want like super in-depth, like really, really get into every nook and cranny on this case, there are plenty of documentaries, podcasts that give you multiple episodes, but I will give you enough, I promise. So it all started back in July 27th, 1991, when this precious little baby girl was born onto this world and would be named Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Gypsy's parents were Claudine, who went by the name of Dee Dee, and dad Rod Blanchard. Dee Dee and Rod met when they were very young. Rod was actually only 17. Dee Dee was a few years older. She was 24. However, she told Rod she was younger than that. Dee Dee got pregnant pretty quickly. I mean, within the few first times of hooking up with Rod, if you know what I mean. Uh, Rod did what, you know, a good Louisiana boy thought he should do and marry Dee Dee. Marry that girl. However, uh, he's 17. Okay. So he got cold feet shortly after getting married and left Dee Dee before Gypsy was born. Shortly after Gypsy was born, Gypsy would become Dee Dee's medical pet project and financial security blanket. At just months old, Gypsy was taken to the hospital by Dee Dee with what she would say was she had sleep apnea. Gypsy would spend nights in the hospital being monitored and nothing was discovered. In a recent episode that just came out um, called Prison Convention confessionals with Gypsy Rose, her grandfather remembers that Gypsy did have some sort of breathing mechanism at home. So I'm not sure if Dee Dee had just convinced the medical professionals to like give her some device for her baby, which I can kind of see, you know, like you put, if you put up a good fight for something, Sometimes it's easier just to give in and be like, fuck lady, I don't know. Like you want oxygen for your baby? Here you go. Oh, listen. Yeah, that is definitely true. And I know that they will, yeah, concede and Mm -hmm. give you something. 
Yeah, that's true. I did one of those overnight sleep studies in the hospital with Willow, and she ended up getting her tonsils and her adenoids out because of it. Yeah. Yeah. When she was older, not when she was like two months old. But I can imagine that that's... No, 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 no. She was like six or something, Yeah. which by the way, life-changing. Yes, it if has been for her. Anybody I is, this. is yeah. struggling, yeah, for with their child sleeping. Yeah. So this is quite possibly the start to an overabundance of medical procedures, devices, surgeries, and medications that Gypsy would endure at the hands of her mother for years. It's hard to imagine someone taking their baby and exposing them to like torturous tests for no good reason and giving them medications <sighs> that they don't need. But it is clear that Dee Dee had a mental disability, among other behavioral issues, even before Gypsy was born. Dee Dee had a history of lying, stealing, being fraudulent before she even had Gypsy. So although we don't know what diagnosis is uh, that Dee Dee had formally, or if any, I think she probably didn't, we can assume that there were many things um, that she should have been treated for. The most notable is one that everybody talks about, which is Munchausen syndrome by proxy. And I'm sure you've heard that term before, Gretchy, as we both know people that just kind of have Munchausen's in general, which is where you think you're sick or make up illnesses um, onto yourself. But by proxy means you make them up for somebody else. And according to WebMD, it affects a primary caretaker, often a mother, the person with this syndrome gains attention by seeking medical help for exaggerated or made up symptoms of their child. As healthcare providers strive to identify what is causing the child's symptoms, the deliberate actions of the parent or caretaker often makes the symptoms worse. People, including Didi, with this disorder go to extraordinary lengths to have doctors and people believe that their child or loved one is sick. And Didi did just that. Didi went to the ends of the earth to convince doctors, her parents, anyone around Gypsy that she was super, super sick. Even when Gypsy began to walk, her mother would make her use a walker due to what she called, and I'm putting this in air quotes, muscular dystrophy. She would convince everyone around her that Gypsy was a very, very ill little girl. Most of Gypsy's young years, uh, she lived with her mother and her grandparents. And there's some like sub story of that also where it is said that Gypsy's mother, Dee Dee, could have possibly had a hand in poisoning her stepmom and helping her mother um, die, meaning she may have killed her. I did not know that. Yeah. Maybe I did know that, but I forgot forgot it. Yeah. Her mom, the stuff in my head. Wow. She was her mom's caretaker for a while. And then she passed. um, And they think it was due to her own doing. And then um, when she was living with her stepmom after her dad got remarried, the stepmom kept like getting really sick. And they think that she was poisoning her with like Roundup or something. Um, and then when she moved oh out, the lady got all is better. like the worst. I know. <laughs> totally. So interesting. But you know, I weird. have seen cases like this where it is like the person is either sick or like they rotate between or mm-hmm. caring for someone. 
that is sick, but it is always like they cannot just have a damn good day. This <laughs> like, is true. And like this they is manifest. It is going to suck. Yes. And this is definitely what Dee Dee did. She convinced everybody about it. Rod had Rod, the dad, you know, had kind of moved on with his life really soon after, you know, leaving Dee Dee. He ended up marrying a woman named Christy that he knew from high school. They had two kids of their own in years to come. By his own account, he was not a great dad to Gypsy. Um, and I can imagine that Dee Dee was fine with that. She wanted full control of her daughter. Uh, I don't really make an excuse for Rod, but he was 17, which I think as a child himself, his daughter, Gypsy, having all these problems where the mom was like, you're not taking my daughter that has seizure medication and whatever out of my hands. And he's probably like, fuck, I don't want to be in control of that. You oh, know? I think it's a real common scenario when the dad <clears throat> is super young to not be in the picture long term, and especially when they start another family. Yes. That and is like common. Yeah. Yeah. So after Hurricane Katrina destroyed Louisiana, which is where Dee Dee and Gypsy lived, um, Gypsy was about 15 at this time. They took advantage of the system, staying in housing for disabled people and making their way to Springfield, Missouri, where Habitat from Humanity would buy Gypsy and Dee Dee a home. This house was a small house, um, but it was equipped with wheelchair ramp and made for a person with disabilities. Now, Gypsy wasn't bound to a wheelchair, but to the outside world, she was. Dee Dee forced this unimaginable disability onto her daughter, as well as a freaking feeding tube. I mean, that can, is so, it is, I mean, I knew that part, but that is, it is still, that is insane. It's unimaginable. Like a feeding tube. My grandmother had a feeding tube in the hospital when she had pancreatic cancer. It is it is so absurd. Like, it is so sad to do to anybody, even when they absolutely need it, you know, but for no reason when she could enjoy food herself and have no reason. The joy for it. that oh food my brings my life is, <laughs> is rivals the love of my children. Okay. <laughs> oh like, do not give me a feeding tube. I know it is so sad, but this is the controlling behavior that the mother has with this syndrome, right? Now she can control how much food her daughter actually takes in, which it's not even food. It's like this shit that is in the bag. So, oh, I had some taquitos last night from Trader (laughs) Joe's. Oh, we did too. That's so funny. They're like not greasy. They were delicious. Dude, you put them in the air fryer. Air fryer. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what. I mix a little of the garlic sauce that you buy there at the Traders with salsa. Oh, I haven't done that. That's my, that's our new kick around here. All right. So good. Okay. I mean, come on. Gypsy no longer has a feeding tube. So thank God. Girl, get you some taquitos from Trader Joe's. Taquito it up at this point. Okay, so what Dee Dee did was absolutely sickening. She forced her daughter into all these things. And, you know, the wheelchair was just like, and the feeding tubes, kind of just the small stuff. She had her on seizure medication, pain medication. She had so many surgeries. The girl had almost all her teeth removed. She now has dentures. That is how really many, yes. It's 
it's like mind boggling. And we don't even know. Because the teeth fell out because of the medication, like that was a side effect of the medication. It probably was a side effect and especially medication that you don't freaking need. Right. Yeah. She also claimed she had cancer when she, she would shave her head constantly to make people believe that she had cancer. She tried to convince doctors she had cancer. Um, and with all these disabilities, surely Dee Dee couldn't work and she didn't. They lived on the money that Rod, the dad, would send for child support, which was not like I think he sent uh, $1,200 a month, which is way more than my mom got for child support. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, time. that is a contribution if you're living in a house that Habitat for Humanity for? has paid for and you're also getting disability. That's right. 1200 a month is not chump change. That's no, in, in Louisiana. Too. Yeah, cost of living. Yeah. They're in Springfield now. But yes, all through Louisiana, she got $1,200. She lived with her mom or her dad um, before her mom died. And then, yes, I mean, it all, you know, I think it's it's pretty good. Um. Dee Dee I feel like I hear well. some single mamas around here in California that say stuff like, I get $600 a month. Yes. <laughs> like in California right now in Orange County, like that is a joke. That doesn't even pay for your groceries for your Dude, kid for, for a month. For, do you know, I, I did not even buy that much yesterday at Target. And it was like groceries, some toothpaste, some like, you know, personal items. Nothing like, nothing, I mean, nothing that would make my myself happy buying, you know, like nothing that I didn't yeah. need. She didn't get a vibrator. Three, she didn't get anything good, which you can get at Target, by the way. Oh my God. That is so funny to say that. <laughs> I freaking saw one there yesterday and, a, and, and, and please turn this off if your kids are listening, but I saw a freaking butt plug there. I was like dying inside. I was like, are you serious Target? I don't this know what if we've people come to. need to be yeah. buying that here, but <laughs> yeah. okay. All right. So she played the system very well. Gypsy was even a -a make-a-wish kid, I think multiple times. She got to go to all these fun theme parks, conventions. I mean, the two made their rounds parading around the country as this disability, sick child. It was endless, the like kind of things that she got and the attention that the two would get. I mean, it was always warm and welcoming and loving, but you know, there's a side of, of, um, you, when you see a child like that, that there is like this sadness in your eyes. Right. And I think Didi kind of strived off mm-hmm. of that, that, um, attention, which is really weird. Um, I can assume that over the years, she kind of taught her daughter to do the same. Gypsy knew she could yeah. walk. And over the years, as she matured, she realized that she didn't have all these medical issues, like her mom said also. Um, To this day, Gypsy has not admitted to knowing that she didn't have cancer or epilepsy. However, when she left and she finally left the house on this fateful day that I'll talk about, she didn't take any of her medication with her besides some pain pills and Xanax that she was uh, addicted to at that point. Um, So I think that Gypsy knew that she was not sick at all. Uh, Dee Dee claimed that Gypsy had cognitive uh, disabilities, but girlfriend is smart as a whip. So I have a hard time believing that she really thought she had cancer. 
Um, yeah, I'm, interesting. I am like, and this is all me kind of just after reading and going down so many damn rabbit holes, but I just assume that she kind of bought into her mother's charade. And I don't think it's her fault that she did. I think she was trained to. She acted sick right. in front of doctors. Um, and she bought into her mom's demands. Um, this comes with a lifetime of abuse and a lot of people are like this and it's not just children that do this. It's like domestic abuse victims do this also, right? Like when you are being abused by somebody, you do whatever it is to please them act however you can to make your life happier, to make their life happier so that you can have a little bit of happiness or non-abuse or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So while Gypsy... Uh, I think there's situations where we all do things where we make ourselves seem... We make ourselves smaller because Mm -hmm. we want to keep the other person happy. We do it in in friendships, in, you know, all kinds of relationships with people. And you just get conditioned to do it. And you don't, you don't even, it's very hard to realize that that is a behavior that you're doing. So I can't imagine. I'm sure she can see it clearly now, but I'm sure she could not see it then. Right. That she was playing it up. Yeah. Yes. So while Gypsy was mostly compliant to the abuse, it did take a toll on her as she grew up. Her mother started seeing that side of her and knew that she had to keep her a child as long as she could because, you know, if Gypsy was to age out of her mother's care, what would her mom do? So she ended up changing her age um, at the round, I think around the time she was like just getting into her teen years, which Gypsy kind of says, I didn't know how old I was. And, but she really did like her, her stories don't really add up all the way. And I can't fault her. I mean, she grew up learning to lie, right? So I think the lying is yeah, a it sounds like she's on Xanax to... and shit. Like she doesn't know up <laughs> from down. I, yes. And, and if loaded. I was in her position, I'd be fucking loaded too. Okay. Like I yeah. would be stealing those Xanaxes also. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, Dee Dee changed her age or made her think and everybody else think that she was younger um, when they moved to Missouri. It was easy to do because they moved from Louisiana and she just kind of said, oh, we lost everything in the in the hurricane. Um, I don't have any of Gypsy's birth certificates or medical records or anything. Um, and, you know, if you go to enough doctors, you can find someone to buy what you're selling. Okay. But yeah. like I said... Gypsy was getting over this abuse. She was growing up and she was confined to this tiny little house with this, which was, by the way, atrociously messy. Dee Dee was a hoarder. And so Gypsy started looking for an escape and she found the online world. Um, She would scroll through Facebook, online dating sites and other places to seek friendship, love, or just any sort of entertainment, human connection other than her mother. There is a story that Gypsy tells that is also portrayed in all the documentaries um, that Dee Dee took Gypsy to a sci-fi convention where she would cross paths with a 34-year-old dude named Dan. At this convention, from the photos, uh, Gypsy is wearing if you can imagine this, okay, she's wearing pink tights, Yoda slippers, 
a blue kind of like very childlike hat that has like hanging things coming down from it, a purple shirt and big glasses. She looks like a child. And Gypsy's very small. I think she's five foot tall and now 30 something years old. Okay. So she's like a small person. And with like this feeding tube, she probably was like real skinny. So she looked like a child at this point. Supposedly this dude, Dan, that she had met at the sci-fi convention found her online or she found him. I'm not exactly sure. But the two messaged each other back and forth, and she eventually told Dan that she was really 19 and not 15. Dan was a parolee. However, we don't really know who Dan is. Um, And when Dan found out that she was really 19, he says, oh, hey, why don't you come run away with me and meet me over here at my hotel room? Well, there's a couple different versions. It's either an apartment or a hotel room. I don't know which one, but it doesn't really matter. Okay. Supposedly, Gypsy does that in the middle of the night. She wants Dee Dee goes to sleep. She hightails it out to meet this dude. Um, Dee Dee wakes up and sees that she's gone, figures out where she is, takes the birth certificate and the fake one and finds them and says, you are a minor, you're with a minor, and I'm taking her back. She then says that her mom chained her to a bed for weeks, beat her for this outburst, and took away all of her computers and Facebook and whatever else she was using to communicate with people. The story is crazy for so many different reasons, I think, Mm -hmm. but my spidey senses make me think that it's not 100% accurate. She tells this story a lot. Oh, really? Um, I don't know. Like, there's something about it that just doesn't make sense. Like, in one version, she says her mom knew somebody that Dan knew from the convention. And that's how she got to this, like, apartment complex. Also, a 34-year-old dude, I don't care if you're 19 or you're 15, you should see what she looked like. Like... I don't know. Like I just, something isn't sitting right with me with this story. Also the like, well, you know, maybe she's just, I mean, yeah, maybe she thinks, listen, I mean, it's maybe she feels because she has no self-esteem because of how twisted her upbringing was that she needed to exaggerate, add in whatever because she thought like she needed to say that to justify what is going to come down the road. But it would have been, I mean, it would have been enough just what was going on with the medications. I, I, it doesn't, I mean, that is all the chaining her up and everything is awful, but I don't, I I don't know. You didn't need to add that if it, if, if that is the case, but you know, you know, it sounds like it could be. And maybe it is. Yes. It totally could be possible. Like, and and it would make sense um, as to why she is like, okay, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving again, you know, and yeah. for a couple more years, um, because it did. It did take a couple more years before she actually, you know, made her great escape. But the According truth doesn't change. We've found that, right? That's the, the truth thing. doesn't change. Yes. Yeah. So 
but the version of your to yourself could change, right? Like whatever, whatever her truth is could be different than the actual truth. Um, she certainly had a lot of influences in her head and had to have retold this stuff so many times. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's tricky. She's, she's, she's media trained at this point also, but yeah. So according to Gypsy, this would be the first and only time she ran away before she and her boyfriend killed her mom. Somehow her mother would let her have a computer again. According to Gypsy, she would do all of her communication at night, but we know also that that is not accurate because many of the messages that Gypsy sent to her boyfriend that she will get um, eventually named Nick happen all throughout the day, Um, morning, noon, and night. Um, Seeing where she lived and knowing a little bit about her mom and her mom's upbringing I can imagine and and just knowing like every damn day they're in that house. Like what are they doing in that house? I can speculate by the time that Gypsy was in her 20s that Dee Dee sat in her room watching like in the prices right Dr. Phil, Maury Polvich, you know, all the shows. Well, you're selling and- me on staying home. <laughs> it's like your dream actually. <laughs> Um, yeah. Although, you, although you I was thinking it sounded to- boring until you started <laughs> appeasing me. I know, right? Sister wives, now, now you have like anything you want to watch at your fingertips. So, but back then you had to watch like the stuff that came on. And Gypsy would probably be on the computer. Like we did another case like this, not like this, but we did do another case where there was somebody that just, I mean, all day long, they spent just on the computer having a, a life, a, like a secret, not a, not even a secret life, but kind of like an alternate life online. So I think that that's kind of what happened. I mean, at the point where Gypsy's in her 20s, like, what what does her mom have to do with her? Like, she's she's pretty self-sufficient at this point, you know? Yeah. I have no idea, though. I have no idea. Um, according to Gypsy, all of this was done. All of her online dating and whatnot was done behind her mother's back. According to Gypsy, she hid her next relationship, which was one with this man that she would meet named Nick John, who she met on a Christian dating site, which is kind of... Um, ironic. <laughs> ironic. Doesn't Doesn't quite make sense, but who knows? Gypsy. Yes, it does. You don't know what the word ironic means to have. We go over this every time. It makes sense. It's ironic because they're being naughty and it's a Christian website about being good. I know, but why would they go on there? I guess that's like, it it contradicts itself. Trust me. I guess. Contradictory. Yes. Yes. Okay. We, okay. Um, Gypsy and Nick, they actually had a relationship for about three years they met only one time at the movies before this fateful murder night. Nick lived in another state, and so seeing Gypsy wasn't really easy. Um, at the movies, she had sent him money to take um, a bus or train or something down to meet at Cinderella. They met there. Dee Dee was like, who's this fucking weirdo that goes to see a Disney movie by himself, a grown-ass man, and don't talk to that guy? Well, so that didn't go so well. Nick 
hightails his way home and they still communicate um, via the internet. Nick was really into BDSM, which we have talked about before. And I mean, he was really into it. Okay. So he supposedly had introduced Gypsy to it. Um, I'm not sure if she knew about it before. She says she didn't, but I think it's pretty possible because Gypsy is a very sexual person. I think the sexual side of her probably stemmed, not that you can't be sexual and not be abused. Listen, I think plenty of people are, and I, I applaud you for it if you are. But sometimes um, being abused as a child brings out a side of you that is um, more sexualized and sometimes... Higher freak number is what she's trying to say. Yeah, right, right. And Gypsy claims that her grandfather had abused her as a child. In this new series, The Prison Confessionals, they do talk to the grandfather. It's a little creepy. He says, absolutely not. But then at the end, he kind of says, well, she was coming on to me at four years old. And it's like, huh, what? So that was weird. Ew. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's really gross. It's it's like, it's a really, really, really bizarre, I, I mean, gross, gross, gross. Um, and Gypsy said she'll never talk to him again. So I believe her. I believe something happened. And yeah. But anyway, she goes along with this BDSM. Her and Nick do a lot of role play. They have a lot of online sex. They both pretend to be different people, different alter personalities. Nick has many, many, many alternate personalities. Um, and Gypsy would dress up and let Nick be her master or dominator. The text messages between the two were like thousands and thousands and thousands. Um, and this relationship was very toxic long before Dee Dee was killed. Both would seduce each other, manipulate each other, threaten suicide if the other would not comply. Um, they were very jealous and devious and um, it wasn't, healthy by any means. Nick would profess his like unconditional love to Gypsy in a very obsessive way. And they were dependent on each other for reasons that their past had, I think, inflicted on them. Nick, unfortunately, did not have a very loving past either. He didn't have a mother who kept him hostage, but from everything that I have read, he also had medical needs that were neglected. Um, I have heard from more than one source that Nick's mother was a drug addict and was probably on drugs while pregnant with Nick. Nick is a high functioning autistic man with more disabilities that likely needed medication. But unfortunately, Nick's family was like anti-medication for mental health. And unfortunate. It is unfortunate because like even I, right? Like my son has ADHD. I struggled a lot with the whole medication portion of that disorder. And I mean, like I took him across the country so that I could go to this, you know, doctor that did functional medicine and was against medication and changed his diet and did all kinds of crazy shit um, and supplements and all this stuff. Right. But at the end of the day, what my son needed was medication for a period of time. And it absolutely changed his life. It changed like where he is today. But unfortunately, Nick didn't get that opportunity. Um, And I have no idea if 
it could have prevented Didi's death. I have a, I have, I mean, it's possible, right? Um, right. Nick has demonstrated that he has permanent demons inside himself. He has self-admitted that even up until this day, he has multiple personalities, some good and some evil. And one of them being a hundred year old vampire named Victor that thinks about rape and murder. I think medication is not a bad thing for Nick. <laughs> I do not think that's a bad thing either. <laughs> At least it's probably good, would, would help out Victor. I think that would have been a good thing for Nick. I'm back again talking about Rakuten. Rakuten is where it's at. It is the smartest way to shop. Members earn cash back on everything they buy and can maximize savings by stacking cash on top of other deals like store sales and coupons. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores like Walmart, Urban Outfitters, Expedia, places you already shop for sure. So why not be saving while doing it? How it works is the stores pay a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You can paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rakuten has over 17 million members saving and Rakuten members have earned over 4.6 billion in cash back. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. Clink, clink. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is, It starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences, and then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. Our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. 
just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. All right. These two were a perfect pair of a truly bad romance. The more that Gypsy spoke of her situation to Nick, the more that Victor the vampire side of Nick would come out. And Nick could just not think of his loved one being tortured like she was. He really wanted to be her martyr, and Gypsy saw Nick as her way out. Gypsy planned the whole murder of her mother, from buying the knife, sending Nick money to buy a ticket to get to where she lived, um, which was hours away, you know, on bus. She filmed a reenactment of how Nick should kill her mother. Really? Him, how he, she could... Or how he would navigate her house. Um, she even has like her hand with like a pretend knife, like an imaginary knife, like stabbing into the bed that her mom would lay on. She would steal her mother's money, her pain pills, her Xanax, and she would run away with Nick for their happy ever after. Unfortunately, that fairy tale only lasted a few days because Gypsy and I guess Nick didn't really realize that uh, computers were traceable. And if you post Yeah, things, clearly. Watching too much okay. sci-fi, not enough true crime. Sounds like we made a lot of rookie mistakes. I mean, there's like so many. I mean, it, it did not even matter, right, at all to like... The evidence was like so vast. It didn't matter that they had a confession. They they eventually got the confession out of both of them, but it, it doesn't. They had they had all of their text messages. They had Gypsy had a burner phone. There, um, she was on Facebook. They didn't try to erase anything. It just. I mean, I think they eventually, maybe at the end, kind of tried to erase some stuff, but not to the point where it would be untraceable. You know, they were. Tr- they were tracked and traced back to Wisconsin to Nick's home and the police uh, were quickly able to find them. Uh, they hid in the closet, by the way. I think that like they're Aww, both. They, that's kind of cute. No, is it? <laughs> <laughs> both of their minds are very childlike, right? Like Gypsy only went to school, I think, until maybe second grade until her mom um, took her out and supposedly homeschooled her, which I don't think was school at all. And then Nick, he does have some cognitive disabilities that would, I would think puts him at a younger age for sure than his actual age. Also like he still lived at home. He was in his twenties. Not that, listen, I think my kids will still live at home too in their twenties. Why would you put that out there? No, no, no. (laughs) Independent people you are raising right now. (laughs) I know, but I'm saying like, I don't, I wouldn't mind if they had to come home for a moment or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Sure. Like, he also obviously didn't have a car. He didn't have a job. 
that we know of. Nick had Nick also before all this had some real a, a real weird run in with the law. He was arrested at McDonald's for masturbating to pornography. And I think from what I've read, but I'm not 100% true. So allegedly this pornography was like rape porn and he's masturbating at McDonald's, which is fucking disgusting and weird. Step it up. Go to Chili's or something. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's expensive. I just ordered DoorDash so people Chili's are in- the other day. Actually, Chili's is such a good deal. We ate it's family of five deal. and had cocktails for under $100, under $100, <laughs> which is like really amazing in Barstow. We had appetizers. Wow, you did? It was, a, yes, it seemed like so much food. I was blown away by the bill at Chili's. And that uh, queso, skillet queso does not suck at all. That's so funny. Isn't it sad that we're like, oh my God, for under $100. <laughs> So it's so expensive to go out. It is expensive, but yeah, yeah. But to feed a family of five and have cocktails, cocktails, yeah, a bargain. That's good. That is a good bargain. Okay, so at first, Gypsy acted like she knew nothing. She was like, "Oh my god, my mom's dead. I had no idea." Um, and she kind of kept her story for a while. Nick spilled the tea before she did, but they kept Nick in a room with like on a chair with nothing around him, handcuffs behind his back for 16 plus hours. They kept Gypsy on a couch in a little room with a blanket and like a stuffed animal of hers and, and some food. And so she kind of had it more cush than he did. She was able to sleep on the couch. She was able to kind of just like do whatever. And he's sitting there on this like hard ass chair so he he gave it up before she did. Um, but they didn't, I mean, well, like they're I said, probably, I mean, how much did they know? Are they not thinking like, oh, they're looking at Gypsy, at like taking it for what she looks like and not knowing like girlfriend actually manipulated and planned the whole thing. Yes. And she's got a real high freak number. <laughs> yeah. So yes. So 100% for sure. Because when it first, when they first found Dee Dee, it was like, oh my God, where is her disabled child? She's been, you know, she's been stolen. And, and so that's right. how the first, you know, the first plea for, for Gypsy was like, where is this disabled child, which they thought she was, I guess they thought she would be at like 19 at the time. Um, but she wasn't, she was 23. And, um, she was fully aware of where she was and getting her freak on. And actually, so this is kind of a side note, but Gypsy has said that Nick wanted to rape her mother after he killed her. She said Aww. that she, yes, this is very dark and twisted. And she said, no, but you can rape me. And so to her account, he raped her after he murdered the mom. However, if you see some videos, they made some, some videos. It's hard for me to imagine because now she says that she's a victim of him raping her. Um, to this day, she's just come out and said that. And I'm like, girl, you were in on all this. Like, I, I understand that you had to get away and this is what you felt like you had to do. Like, I do see that you are a victim in this. 
you are also a perpetrator. There are, there is a way that you are both, but I don't think that you could say. I do see what you're saying. I'm picking up what what you're putting down that you've been kind of trying to say, like, since the beginning is that like, maybe she has, the more she's told her story, she's kind of changing the narrative, Mm -hmm. like a lot to align Mm -hmm. with what is going to make her have the less responsibility. That's right. Possible. So she did plead guilty. She took a plea deal to second degree murder where she got 10 years in prison in 2015 with a uh, mandatory eight year sentence before she was allowed parole and girlfriend did get parole at eight years and was let out just a couple weeks ago on December 28th, 2023. This is where I'm saying if you have lived under a rock, you wouldn't have known that. But if you have turned on your television, you have probably seen her on the many, many, many shows that she has been on or podcasts or whatever. Nick, on the other hand, didn't go to trial until 2018. And with her plea deal, she had to testify against Nick which she did. And at this trial, she did take accountability for her actions. She did admit that she was the one that wanted her mom dead. She did say that she was the one that convinced Nick to do it. Um, But it didn't really matter. He was convicted of first degree murder and got life in prison without the possibility of parole. Now, this is where I started going down like a crazy ass rabbit hole because of these questions that I had, right? So there's like facts of this case that I was like, that I wanted to know. I also think everybody has some sort of opinion, right? Like, is eight years enough? Is it warranted? Is it too much? Some people think it is too much. Some people think she shouldn't have been in prison at all. Um, I think that the fact that Gypsy was abused is one of those like heartstring things where you're like, okay, well, she shouldn't have been in prison. But guess what? There are so many people in prison right now that have killed their abusers. Like a lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. And people that I don't think should be in prison that were abused. And that's the only way that they could actually get out, right? Mm-hmm. When Gypsy killed her mom, she was 23. She was an adult. She did have free will to walk out, but she didn't because she, one, had no education. She, you know, where was she going to go? People thought she was mentally challenged. Her mom was a super good liar. So she probably could convince people that Gypsy was crazy. Um, so I see where she came from. Nick, Um, had he been a normal dude learning that his online girlfriend was being held hostage by her mother may have been able to also make a more rational decision and not like kill the lady, but, you know, call the police or give her some advice on how to get out of there without actually murdering her mom. Gypsy has come out in the last week. That would have been the right way to go. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And somebody with some normal C should have talked her into that, right? Um, It's unfortunate that she was, that this is the dude that she decided to tell it all to. Um, Gypsy has come out in the last week to talk about the lies and manipulations that she has done even after she's been incarcerated. She does understand that she still has a, a tendency to lie and manipulate. Um, She admits that she was a, um, addicted to her mother's pills, which dude, I would have been too. She claims that sure. she was addicted to these pills, even in prison, that she was taking popping pills in prison. But I also see that she's using these pills as a little bit of an scapegoat. Mm. 
like she was hopped up on Vicodin and she didn't really know what she was doing when she was talking to Nick all this time, right? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, p- people like Vicodin, people like Xanax. I don't, does it yeah. make you want to kill somebody? I, I don't know. But I don't think that it's like an excuse either for making bad decisions. Um, at the time of the murder, her father and stepmother were the only people that she really had left to like care for her. And I don't mean like care for her in a way that her mother did, but like show up at court or go visit her in prison. And if you think about it, they really didn't know her. Right. Right. They, they didn't know her at all. So I, I applaud them for actually stepping up as much as they have. I think that it would have been really, really hard, especially being the stepmom. And she's kind of stepped into the role of a mother to Gypsy. Once the act came out in 2018, when we kind of like heard about this case, and then once Nick went to jail, like it kind of like blew up. I mean, the media went berserk on this and they started becoming obsessed with this case. Like there are Facebook groups and Reddits and so many people that had reached out to anybody and everybody in Gypsy's family, including herself. And unfortunately, her family wasn't ready for it. Gypsy wasn't ready for it. And they got involved in some in some situations that I think are unfortunate. Like they believe people were people that they weren't. Um, and some crazy Facebook loving people that just pretended that they Say were, we're going to make else. you rich and they <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff but, like that happens. It, oh my God. I mean, it's bananas. Like the stuff that I, these rabbit holes that I went down, there are, there are people actually fighting on Facebook for these people that do not know them, like have no idea, think that they know everything, say that they have been working on the case for seven years, say they're experts have actually been talked about as experts are not experts. Okay. Like there's no expertise about it. Um, Gypsy has a bit of a rough side that we don't see, um, especially with her voice, right? Like her voice sounds very high pitched and like a baby. Yeah. She does have a rough side to her, her family and her have finally found the right people to align with because I think since she's been released from prison, she's had a lot of coaching. Um, she's, She knows how to talk to the camera now um, and to people. Shortly before she got released, she got married to a man that I think she only saw like three times. Um, His name is Ryan. You have seen him. You have posted about him. He has some eerily similar looks to the mother in certain poses of a picture. Yeah. He's on that episode. He's on a few episodes of the Prison Confidentials. And I seems like a pretty good guy. Like, He's, he's well-spoken. Okay. He's a teacher. Um, he seems like, okay. If I, my kid was in a class and the teacher married <laughs> Gypsy Rose, would you be worried? Yeah. I think I would get a transfer. Okay. So funny you say that he got fired from one school mm-hmm. because he married Gypsy and I mm-hmm. think it was a religious education place. So it was oh yeah, now, not going to fly. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh, uh, yeah, no. I think is now also a teacher somewhere else. However, he's parading all over New York doing all these shows with Gypsy. So I don't know if he's taking a sabbatical or what. 
Listen, on the other hand, if he was a teacher, I think he maybe he could teach something in community college. I would sign up for his class 100%. (laughs) I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I also think that it's probably easier for her family to have her go with this guy than to take her in as an adult, right? Because she has to go somewhere. So she had to marry him to go live with this guy. She couldn't just be, um, she just couldn't be his girlfriend because then he, she has to go to somebody that's family. So she, you know, had to go to Ryan. Um, Will Ryan be her forever? I don't know. I listen. I watch a lot of the love. I haven't. I, yeah, I love am Dr. a whole Lock season up. behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's basically like a ninety-day fiance situation when these yeah. people get out because you have to go somewhere. So they get married right away. It doesn't really work out. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I that she's doing a lot of shows. She's done, you know, Good Morning America. She's on these podcasts. She's done The View. And I also think that Nick is not liking this because he. Last week, sent the New York Post a letter and or an email or something, and um, it basically just says that he doesn't want it. Like, so the last the last um, thing he did was back in 2019, and he kind of still professed his love for Gypsy. Well, fast forward 2024, I think he's thinking something different now, and he won't even name her by name, and he says he will eventually. speak to what's going on. She is going on all these shows and she, she does blame Nick and she blames him without any remorse for the murder of her mom. And I have a, I have a problem with that. Like I have a problem because she did initiate this and I think she put Nick in prison for life. What she says is I did my time and now Nick is doing his time or Nick has to do his time, but Nick's time is forever. Like Right. He's in there forever, not eight years. That's that's a yeah, whole listen, different story. I yeah, I mean, I think the problem is is that, you know, I would still be rooting for Gypsy to get out after eight years. I think I actually am like pretty okay with the amount of time she had served. Yes, me too. Whether she told the truth or not, whether she said, you know, I was, you know, kind of hypnotized by what had been happening to me and had been conditioned to manipulate other people. And, you know, like if she just said, I did all these horrible things, I would Mm -hmm. still be like, live your, you did your time, live your best life. Yes. I would actually feel more, I would feel more for her if she was more um, remorseful about like what happened. I think for me, I think she did her time. I just think she should have a little bit more sympathy for Nick having to spend the rest of his life for her burden. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. that is where I'm like, dude, you can't just say he's doing his time. However, there's another part of me that goes, well, listen, do I think Nick should be out of prison? No, I'm not saying that either. I just know him and Victor need to like stay buddies yes. in prison forever. Sounds like he's yes. a real danger to society. Yes, that- I think I think there's a possibility that Gypsy saved people for like actually doing this, right? Because we don't know. But the scary thing is... It sounds like he wasn't going to be a productive person in society. He was still living at home. And you know what? He is probably having a better life in prison because there are a million bitches out there that are probably writing him. They are. are. Because he is like famous 
And they look at him as like a savior and people like that twisted shit. I know. He calls himself Mr. Smiley now. Um, Gross. Like the happy face killer? <laughs> it's fucking Ew. gross. Listen, he was having thoughts of murder and and rape and all these really awful things before any of this came to fruition, right? I have a feeling that he was not going to be a good person eventually anyways. I feel like he probably would have killed somebody eventually, whatever way it was. I mean, I don't, I have never thought about Might as murder. Might well have been Didi, so, sounds like. Yeah, yeah. right? Um Gypsy doesn't think so. She doesn't think her mom should have been murdered now. And I can see how she feels like some – she does feel remorse for her mother. Nick, I think at this point, is seeing Gypsy's fame. He's not appreciating it. He wrote into the post that he was going to talk um, in due time and will speak his truth as well. But he is trying um, for an appeal. He, I did see oh. a – letter that he wrote in prison to a woman um, where he had taken out some anger on her because she didn't answer her phone and used some really awful words like whore, fucking bitch, things like this. So Victor's still there. So I think it's probably, you're right, he's probably um, Better locked up. And like you said, he does have a lot of people reaching out to him in prison. He probably has lots of girlfriends. Um, Gypsy also had lots of people reaching out. You know, she did. She was engaged before this guy, Ryan, also to a guy, Ken, who was 26, bartender in Washington, who I I can't get it. He was very cute, very good looking guy. Supposedly, he was going to move to Missouri, marry Gypsy and wait for her to come out of prison. Um, somehow it didn't work out. Um, do you think because- maybe he just wanted to attach himself to her because of the fame game? Yes. Yes. I do think so. Mm-hmm. I do think I so. I find it interesting. Uh, Gyp- I saw a gypsy uh, claim Taylor Swift. She's on the, the Swifty train, got her through <laughs> her bid. You know, I, I just feel like Gypsy's on the fame train at the moment. So (laughs) she's like, if I can get to whatever game, whatever, whatever, talk to whoever from whatever podcast, whatever, whatever. Like she's on Nick Vales from the Bachelors podcast. Um, Stop it. She's going to, yeah, she's going to run it till the running is dry. She's also writing a book. That's going to come out soon. And as for Nick, he's appealing his case, stating his mental capacity was not coherent enough to know what he was doing at the time. And he should have been sentenced to second degree murder with the possibility of parole. So once his appeal is settled, I think we will also hear from Nick so he can too get his 15 minutes of fame. Interesting. Can't wait. Yeah, that is... (laughs) That is a bizarre story. I mean, I do wish Gypsy well from here on out. I do think she has the ability to have a really nice and productive life. She she strives more than anything to be I foresee a reality children. show in her future. Oh, yeah. It's actually a good idea. <laughs> that one you would watch. 
I don't really think it is a good idea. I would watch, but I think that it's probably not a good idea for her mental health because I think that but girlfriend has never really had a chance to live, live? a real reality. Yeah. And that yeah. with the cameras in front of her, it would still warp her sense of reality. You know, she said the first time she went to prison was the first time she had freedom, which is true. Like, and she also says that, that jail did served her well. Like she thinks that being in prison was a good transition to life. And I would probably agree with her. Cause like she said in prison, it's not like jail. Like she got, she got her own, you know, room and she got to go to classes and she got to have a job and she, it was like a society inside of a society. So there was a lot of learning that she did in prison. And, um, and so now you get out of the prison walls and you have a little bit more or all the freedom in the world. And hopefully she, you know, is on the, she's doing the right, you know, betterhelp.com or whatever that she could do to, to ease her way into a kind of a normalcy of life. She wants to have kids, um, which I hope she just kind of waits a little does while. In time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not yeah. like tomorrow. Um, but she keeps yeah, talking about it, up. which scares me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people oftentimes that have some real serious situations are opposite to their children. So let's just hope so. Definitely. Yes. Um, so that is that for this week. If you all want more of us, we are on Patreon or bonus clink clink club on Apple. Just go to your Apple app and click on subscribe to the clink clink club. If you do not have Apple, you can find us on housewives of true crime club. I think it's called or bonus content on Spotify or on patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. Also, don't forget that we have a skincare line that's absolutely amazing called five crimes. Order it now. If you need some hair growth serum, it's the bomb diggity bomb. Um, I promise you, your hair will start growing in no time. And um, I think that's all for this, this week. Hopefully you guys are uh, ready for February. It's coming uh, in one week and you believe it. And it's, you know, it's leap year. Get another day. Oh shit. Happy birthday to my friend, Laura in advance. She is the, just the absolute best girlfriend. She remembers your birthday, sends you a damn card sometimes. Is and birthday her birthday today? is on leap year. Oh, it, she was no, but it's on, on it's on February 29th. Oh, yes. Shit. yes. She's like only yes. like five years old. That's awesome. Um, well, no, this is coming out on the, what is this coming out? The 22nd? No, I, guess we I know, have, but I'm just saying, because yeah. I, I will forget. Well, I'm going to remember. February 29th. So. I, I think I'm going to remember. I'm going <laughs> to okay. remember Laura. Okay. Uh, is it Laura? From, from Outback. Outback? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Bring her up because I just uh, saw a picture of somebody I thought looked like her the other day. Okay. Anyways, if you haven't rated and reviewed us also, and you lasted this long in this podcast, then I know you like us. So please give us a rating. Um, and on whatever platform you listen to us on, we truly, truly appreciate it. And since we're in 2024, we need some more ratings. Um, we can't go too long without them or Apple doesn't like that. So please do that for us. Um, and that's it. Clink, 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 clink.